Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Eleven o'clock hour. It is Cody Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to the trash of the day in about twenty minutes. Also, here in eight minutes, what has to happen this week for all three local schools? Conference tournaments begin in a few days for KUK State and Missouri. Uh, did you check in on your ruse updates? They lost. Okay, I was wondering. I was wondering. You, you didn't. You weren't wearing your UMKC gear today, so no, I figured that no, wasn't they, a good. Uh, figured that wasn't a good sign. Got to earn that right. Figured that wasn't a, a good sign. Unfortunately, uh, they did not even make it past the game in which they were seven point favorites. Oh, they okay. lost that one. So sorry to hear that, man. It's the end of the so roost season so once again. Who are you gonna be rooting for then? Over the next couple oh, of weeks. Oh, the, the three locals? Yeah. I hope everyone Missouri, succeeds. Right? I like I how you said it's the end of the ruse season once again, as if every team doesn't have the end of a season eventually. Yeah, but, you know, before the tournament hits. You know, uh, the ruse have never made the NCAA tournament. That's true. I have always said and stand by. If able to make the NCAA tournament, I will travel to whatever city they are playing in in order to watch them. So if the ruse would have won the title. My, I'm still going to keep waiting. You would have just taken off next week. I would have. I, I, come on. The Ruse well, the cool never thing, been to the tournament. Hey, well, the cool thing is they're due. The Ruse are due. I don't think it's how it works. Here's my stance on this, and I remain this way. Did what, you hear when what, I said the Ruse are due? Yeah. What's next in their... It rhymes. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's next in their path to become a successful college basketball program is cheating. They need to cheat. It's fairly simple. They need to hire, you know, the biggest cheater they can hire, guy who's <laughs> cheated a bunch. And they need to pay everybody off or do whatever they got to do or arrange a bunch of back alley pay. Doesn't matter. Who is this? Like Rick Pacino? Like, is that Fine. what we're thinking? He, want, he wants a clone of Larry Brown, I think, is what he wants to for run. For a while, I wanted Kelvin Sampson. UKC. Like, I thought, you know, he's been kicked out of a couple of spots for. He's clean now. He's served his time. He's good to go. Mm-hmm. Houston, number one team in the country. We're gonna, yeah, we'll too, talk about Houston in a little bit. Yeah, it's too late, unfortunately, for Sampson. He, he found greener pastures but cheat that's what i'm suggesting you know it's a lot harder to cheat these days that's people haven't well, talked hey, about no, that can you, real downside of NIL. can you get more specific because you mentioned kelvin sampson like kelvin sampson's only transgression was like illegal contact with a recruit message, like yeah he wasn't message. like paying kids he wasn't so you want hiring you're, strippers you're, like it was just texts you're saying you want your alma mater to, to be texting more how much do you want your alma mater to cheat. That's what I want to know. How much? Maximum amount. Okay. <laughs> so we went like Rick Patino level of cheating. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Giving them car, like whatever it takes. You want honestly. strippers and everything. Whatever. Strippers, cars, yeah. money, duffel bag full of yep. cash. Yep. All, all of that. So you yep. just want all one year of glory, even if everything comes crashing down. It doesn't matter. They've yeah. never made an NCAA so tournament. Even if it all comes crashing down, what they will be crushes, in a better position. What if it crushes the program? What if they shutter the what program? What program? They've never made the NCAA <laughs> what if, tournament. Did you hear that? What if they shutter what the program? What program? Though? They've never. They're not going to shutter the program. Well, no, Come you, on. What if that happened? If they made it, and then your your suggestion caused them to have to shutter the whole thing down? That wouldn't be worth it. But that's that's it. Oh, so that's the weird. line beyond there is is it? Okay, we'll talk college hoops in just a little bit. I promise. Obviously, a lot on the line this week. Big Twelve tournament in Kansas City. It sucks. The weather's going to be so crappy in KC later this week. Of course, Big Twelve tournament weekend, and you're going to have I think more fan bases in town than we've had in a couple of years because of how competitive the conference is, but it kind of sucks with the weather that's going to occur. So we'll get to that, I promise, in just a few minutes. But uh, you, you know around the Super Bowl we were on Radio Row in Phoenix and we were talking about all these trends. And Mahomes, of course, became the first quarterback to lead the league in passing yards and win the Super Bowl in the, in the same year. That had never happened before. We had mentioned even a couple of years ago uh, about the cap hit and like, hey, you, just, you know, the trends say you can't win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that accounts for a blank percentage of the salary cap. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't apply to Patrick Mahomes. So the thing I've learned now is it applies. These things matter. Gold, you're a betting guy, long-term trends, people bet based on trends. These things have a fact, a, a basis in reality that should matter to a point when you're making informed decisions about your team, except if your quarterback's named Patrick Mahomes. He set a record this year of being the single largest cap hit for any player at 17.2% of the team's cap. The previous record was 4% less than that in 1994. It was even a larger percentage part of the cap than both quarterbacks combined in Stafford and Goff for the year before in the Super Bowl. So it is a record. It's the largest percentage a quarterback has ever eaten up in the cap. It didn't matter. The MVP had lost, as we pointed out, like nine times in a row. People who had led the league in passing and touchdowns don't win Super Bowls. The point is, the more and more evidence you get, it's you're going to have to operate under something very real, right? You're going to have to operate under this standard for every quarterback unless you are the exception. He is the one exception is what I'm learning, is that no stat can scare me off from the potential of what that means for the Chiefs' future. Like, we've talked about this in relation to the MVP because that was part of the story going into it, but yet again, man, like, I don't care if he's 25% of their cap next year. You worried about it? He's not, but you worried about that percentage versus the cap? Because of course not. They can overcome it because he is better than everyone else. I feel like there's a there's a sizable – I'm starting to lean more and more towards – there's a sizable gap between Mahomes and the next closest quarterback. Like, we don't even have to – like, we don't have oh, to man, goof around the, like, it's 1A, 2A, whatever. I think that is – there's always going to be the crazy talking head on your, your, your morning show on ESPN or whatever that'll say otherwise, but I think that is – uh, solidified based off of Mahomes with two rings at this point. I don't and, know. And I don't know. I've heard I've heard differing opinions from people that have been on this show rather recently. You're a fanboy. It's true. You were called that for not calling him a gimmick quarterback. Yeah, Nick was called a fanboy. Yeah, but you guys, by proxy, are being called fanboys for not disagreeing with me. Wait, I'm getting lumped in with you? This is a by-proxy situation now? Well, yeah, because you also don't think he's a gimmicky quarterback, do you? I do not. Okay, you're a fanboy. Gold? <laughs> I guess we're all fanboys, okay. Nick. I guess so, man. That sucks. That's eh, okay. Embrace it. Feels good. Pretty good time. This is the same logic of, like, again, be like, oh, you're just a homer. You're like, you can't. That's actually not even possible to be a cheese fan. 
You can't you but can't you know, be too no, overly optimistic. You know what it is now, though. You're a homer if you don't admit that that wasn't actually holding on James Bradbury, even though he oh, admitted I mean, it was holding. As, it's clear as day. Oh come on, no, they don't call that. That's you don't call that in the Super Bowl with the, the game on the line. Even you would admit you wish they didn't call it. Come By on, the way, if you were an Eagles fan, text line says, "Well, I'm not." Here's the other thing: the Chiefs right. were going to win that game anyway. I don't even care. Like if they go down, they score. T- it doesn't matter. Chiefs are winning that game either way, so it, it they would have just scored on the next irrelevant. Play. <laughs> it doesn't does not change the outcome of the game, in my opinion. No, a text line said that it, they think that Nick's not a fanboy because Nick said the Chiefs weren't giving Super Bowl vibes. So he clearly right. is not a fanboy. Not a fanboy. That's true. He did I say am that. an unbiased observer. You're the most neutral person on this show. Yep. Huh? Hmm. I'm the only one who can be trusted, quite frankly, if you guys want to go there. You know, it's hard to call Nick a fanboy in the same year he said they didn't have Super Bowl That's vibes. what the right. said. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's right. I'm, like, I'm not sure that it works the that way. said, yeah. 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 That's a good point, Nick. Thank mm. you. What are you going to do? You know what? I think Jason Brown was wrong. Let's Nothing. bring him on and tell him I think he was wrong. <laughs> That'll work. About the fanboy thing. Yeah. Now one Nothing team, else. We just want him on for like two minutes. Now, one team where Nick is clearly a fanboy would be his Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big the fanboy. Big 12 tournament taking place this week in Kansas City. Obviously, uh, you look at the actually way, the Big Twelve Championship goal. Whatever, gold. whatever. Presented by, by its what, correct. Philip sixty six. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. We've been holding yeah. down that sponsorship for a they, while. They, they, that Philip sixty six from the beginning. Gosh. Great, great, deep, great gasoline there. He's <laughs> just a corporate shill. Is that uh-huh. it? Uh huh. They're not even paying you. Nothing like filling up my tank at a <laughs> Philip sixty six. So the tournaments this week, and like you can say how much does conference tournaments matter and things like that. I. The number one overall seed is still up for grabs for multiple schools. I think we're, we're narrowed it down to three schools. The fourth and final number one seed, uh, you, you know, UCLA and Arizona kind of battled that one out this past weekend. But number one overall seed, and you're like, what is, why does that matter? Well, you get to choose your path, as we know. And it's significant because Houston is part of this equation. And if Houston gets to choose their path, they're going to choose the path, Cody, that has them going through Kansas City in the Midwest Regional, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. And that would bump KU out of that conversation. If KU's the number one overall seed, they'll pick Des Moines, Kansas City, and right to, to Houston if they get far enough for the Final Four. We don't even have so to travel so, at all, so pretty significant. much. significant. And I know KU has played in Kansas City and lost. We all remember against Oregon. They lost in the Elite Eight and got destroyed. Jordan Bell by, wrecked them. By Oregon, yeah. And so it doesn't guarantee you anything. But I, I think Kansas still has some work to do in order to get the number one overall seed. I don't think they can lose in their quarterfinal game on Thursday, uh, for example, at, at T-Mobile Center, and be the number one overall seed. I think they need to win a game or two at the Big 12 tournament. I think they have to at least make the finals. But let's give it to somebody else. How, ooh, Kansas final, still man. has weight. Like, I understand all the things they factor into the number one seeds, right? The quadrant run wins and all they the stuff. They the field on quad one yeah, wins. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and they do, like, the NCAA tournament has proven that they value that statistic. So I'm not saying that's not going to factor in. But at the end, they're going to look at this thing and be like, ah, they got more losses. Here's the what, you know, like, they're going to look at some of these, like, real baseline things that any other fan looking back. Like, Wait, they have, like, five more losses? It's not that many, but. They have that many more losses than Houston, and how do we put them above that? And there, there's going to be some, like, knock for just existing and having lost some games semi-recently, even though it is in the most difficult basketball conference in the country, and it's not particularly close. I think they have to at least make the finals. I think they make the finals, even if Houston were to win the AAC tournament, and they should, Kansas will be the one seed. But short of that, I feel like they're going to get kicked out. See, like Ala- they lose Ala- their first round, Ala- they lose their second round match. I'm not so sure. Alabama has an opportunity for multiple quad one wins throughout their SEC tournament. They could play Tennessee, Kentucky. They, they, they could go through 
and have more wins that help them. Houston, who's their toughest opponent? The one they just beat yesterday, Memphis. Like so probably. That, so that you know, Cincinnati. Uh, come on, I mean th- that that conference is not the anywhere near the Big Twelve. So that's my only pushback. I, like to me, if Houston gets to the and wins the AAC, I don't I don't know if I'm as worried about them as I am Alabama. If Alabama to me gets to an SEC final and Kansas doesn't, then to me that's Alabama's more problematic. Houston has a home loss to Temple on their resume. They lost to Temple at home. Kansas doesn't have anything like that on their resume. Now, what is Kansas' worst loss? Nick, you're the host of the Wave in the Weed podcast. TCU. I and mean, that's a top 25 team. But they just smacked you on your home court. Right. That's but at least it was why. a it was a top, but it was top, a top 25 team. team. I mean, Katie yeah. lost to Tennessee earlier, early, earlier this year. Tennessee now has an injury, but Tennessee's been one of the better teams at times in the country this year. So that wasn't a, that certainly wasn't a bad loss. Lost to K-State, lost to Baylor. I don't think there's any teams that are going to be on the first three line, you know, three yeah. seed lines. Well, the tough part about losing to Tennessee is that is one of the teams who's trying to steal a seed from you, which makes it, you know, Tennessee's not. Uh, they, no, no. And then they don't, and even and if no, they were, not. even yeah, if they were, it wouldn't matter. They don't go, they don't do head to head for like seeding ties. Really? It's, it's three. It's for number one overall seed, it's Alabama, Houston, KU. That's all we're talking about here for overall number one seed. KU is getting the one seed. Oh yeah. That's the number one overall seed. That's they could lose that first one in the big 12 tournament next week after their bye, And I don't think that it was going to make. Them off the oh, one this seed thir- line. this Thursday, yeah. yeah, or yeah, sorry, this week. I don't think it's going to make a difference on that end, but I, I mean, I understand because it gets hard because every single week in the Big Twelve, you play a top twenty-five team. A lot of times, you're playing like a top fifteen team. So how am I not supposed to assume that's the case? They've already beaten Texas, so okay, they got they got whipped by Texas a little bit on their home court in a game that meant absolutely nothing to them, and they played like it, as you previously pointed out. So it's like. Who cares? Like at the end, I feel like they still have to make it to the finals, though, because we can we can dog on Houston's schedule all we want. I don't know if that's going to make enough of a difference, Nick. And I know that they've got some like standards for what they say are these things, but we know that there is some human element part of this every time they have these conversations. It's not just a formula they plug in. Front page of ESPN today from Joe Lenardi, men's bracketology. So this is awkward. Dot dot dot. Kansas loses, and it's the new number one overall seed. That's at least what Joe Lenardi, and I'm not saying that he is the end-all, be-all, but still, that is actually the, the front page on, on ESPN today. It has Kansas as the top overall seed. That's where he's at. As far as the, the local schools, you're just wondering where seeding is. They have This one doesn't make sense. Lenardi has Missouri as an eight seed, playing in Des Moines, setting up a KUMU game in the second round. That's not would normally Missouri's do not going to be an eight seed, I don't believe, anymore. So that, to me, is just inaccurate. That's just for clicks and, and for people's attention. So I push back on that. Uh, as far as, as Kansas State, two seeds definitely definitely in, in, in play. There are three right now, though. But if K-State were to win the Big 12 title in Kansas City this week, they can bump up to a two. Honestly, in the same rule apply, like if they get to the Big 12 championship game, aren't they a two? Like they're gonna finish second in the they're gonna finish second in the conference or third in the conference and what is the most difficult basketball conference? You don't think that they deserve to be up at that line? They're a three line right now. I mean, no, I'm saying yeah. I think two two seeds the highest they can go. What do you think the highest Missouri can go? Seven, six. I mean, if, if Missouri went and ran and won the entire the entire a, SEC tournament, I mean, Missouri has a double bye for for the tournament. So Missouri to me is not an eight seed. To me, they're going to be a seven seed. I mean, that could still, that's not going to set up a second Seven, round. 7 10 is scary, too. Although, you don't, you never, you don't, the 8 the eight nine's not great because, of course, you're playing the one. If you're Missouri, you just got to get out of the 8 9 game. That's all. That's, that's, your, that's your hope. To get Play out to of, get to a 7 get, so get you can of, take on a 2 seed. Get out of the 8 9 matchup. You don't want to play a 1 seed in your second game. Not ideally, but I mean, we know that those games can go a couple of different directions. And Missouri is just as hot as, like, wherever they are playing in that moment. They're the kind of team who plays up, 
pretty good. They can play some upper-level competition when they're playing their best basketball, but we just haven't seen it nearly as consistently as the other two locals. Nick, do you think that they've got the one seed no matter what, or do you actually think they have to go all the way? The number one overall seed? Yeah. I think if Alabama were to win the SEC tournament and KU got bounced in the semis, then yeah. But if all three win their conference tournaments, KU's the one seed. That's done, right? Should. Yeah. It's just a question of if they don't win it, what do the other two teams have to do? Does Alabama have to win the SEC tournament? Does, you know, Houston has to win, right? Their conference tournament. For some reason, they didn't. Then we're not even having a conversation related to them. They have to do it just to stay in the conversation. Our tournament coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views. Three area locations. Find your favorite uh, lodge at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. This would be hard to get over if you realize what you actually did. Uh, There was a woman accidentally ate a heart-shaped potato chip. You said, okay, whatever, fine. Sure. Problem is it was worth over $120,000. She didn't realize it. Wait, it's a potato chip? Uh, A woman from England revealed she mistakenly ate a heart-shaped potato chip that could have awarded her a massive cash prize. She found the, the chip or crisp, as they say in England, in a bag of Walkers, a British snack food company. She was unaware the snack was value at the time. I'm looking at a photo of it. It is clearly heart-shaped. She took note of the chip, sent a picture of it to her friends, and then ate it. And it wasn't until they messaged her back saying not to eat it due to the competition that she knew anything about it and already eaten the chip. The company's giving away $120,000 to anyone who finds the best heart-shaped crisp in their packet of chips Ooh. so so if you see so chip, she wasn't guaranteed to win it but it was a perfect looking heart shape it would have won i mean yeah i'm looking at it man yeah. that's that's about how are you gonna do any better than that you're not but who looks down at a chip and a shape before you eat it don't you just kind of like depends depends how never look at you? it never Chip eating chips or something that you do oh, she didn't know while the- doing something else, i.e. Would you though- I eat chips while producing the show. Now you guys talk. If the bag and I don't know, like if you if it, if you knew how to contest, she didn't know. But if the bag said, Hey, look for this chip, wouldn't you you'd eat, you'd eat the bag a little more carefully? If it said five I would the- never see that. I would never know that there's a thing going okay. on. I mean, even on the front of the package if it said no. win a hundred thousand dollars, look for a heart shaped nope. chip. Okay. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not paying attention to those. Like, it's a I don't either. Like, I don't, I don't either. enter no. codes off the top of 20 ounce. No, same. Like anything, any drink bottles I'm anymore. I'm so numb to the idea of like prize giveaways on like a pack of soda or a bag of chips or a box of cereal that I would never actually <laughs> read it. I can tell by your body language and your response that you would watch well, out I for want, it. I want an Xbox doing that very thing. So that's why for me, it's a little bit different. So feeling. you think we are kind of no. we are being negligent? No, I'm just saying. Like, do you oh, still do it though? No, that's the that's the thing. But it's, I'm telling you, yeah, you're if growing up. A package of Lay's chips, the yellow packaging, all of a sudden had a giant red sticker on it that said "Win a hundred thousand dollars for a heart shaped chip." I'm going to at least notice that the package has something different on it. That's all. I'm very observant in that way. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not telling you I'm gonna win, but I still would probably pay. Do you guys remember Coke Rewards? Yeah. I used to do those. You did do that one. I remember in when we were in probably middle school, right when we had started driving, we we would stop on the side of the road if we saw a Coke bottle. Really? Oh, yeah. You would actually stop driving the car? I think I got like a pitching wedge out of it. 
Any good? I mean, it's long gone now. Oh, yeah. At the time. You're not still using that pitching time, wedge? At the time, you didn't think Well, at the time, my game was so, my game was so sharp that I didn't really need nah. extra help. Now you do though. Now, yeah, now, now I could use a couple extra strokes. How often do you get out there, Nick? How often would you say you golf du- during the summer? I'm guessing yeah. you did. You yesterday was beautiful. Did no, you? I did no. not. Wow, that's stunner. I would um, bet that you did. No, I had other things going on, but I would say during the summer, I'm trying to get out once a week. Okay. Did you have a point to that question? No, or just, 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 just you okay. know. I didn't know if there were going to be How any follow ups. Packaging there? it for later. I don't know. You're packaging it for later. Three times a year? I don't know. Not nearly as much as... Not enough that will ever make me any better at golf. Let's put it that way. I don't play enough golf to ever get better at it unless I'm going to start playing. I feel like you have to play... If I wanted to get better at golf, I'd play once a week, wouldn't I? Yes. Like, if I actively wanted to be better at it? Yeah, I mean, you would probably get better playing once a week, but I would say if, like, you really want to commit yourself to it, probably, you know, getting out to the range a couple times a week. Generally, you don't get better just by going and playing golf. You get better by going to the range and working on specific shots, repetitions over and over and over again, like anything. So would I be better doing that once a week than actually playing a golf course at all? Yes. Oh, man. Mo- like the, the, fun, adage, but... the adage is you don't work on your game on the course. You work on your game on the range. Then you just go play on the course. Oh, this feels like much. You hit a bad drive, you're not going to get to hit your driver again for another 15 minutes on the course. On the range, you can just hit. 20 driver shots in a row or 50 or even more <laughs> possibilities those, those are endless come with lots of them wow that is the trash of the day up next we get to the chiefs red half hour back into a performance that certainly sets up things for the future for one travis kelsey and the news of the day in the nfl a quarterback on the move why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour coming up. In about six minutes, we'll get to tomorrow's franchise tag deadline. A little update from Matt Verderam over at Fansided uh, today on where things stand with the potential tag and what we expect to happen before tomorrow afternoon's deadline. So we'll talk Orlando Brown Jr. in a couple of minutes. But on Saturday night, either you watched it live or maybe you waited till you woke up Sunday morning and you caught some of the highlights from Travis Kelsey's SNL appearance and he hosted SNL. A lot of hype around that. And I thought he killed it, man. I thought he crushed it. I thought the monologue in particular was uh, the, the best part of it. You know, he's given the material to work with in the skits. You may you think the skits are fun, yeah. but you have to perform. I, I thought he executed like as good as you possibly you could. We were disappointed. Our guy Creed Humphreys uh, NFL gives back spoof commercial. Massive make it. That I honestly don't know how on earth that got cut. That would have been the funniest thing they did all night other than the monologue. That would have been it where Creed Humphrey is helping uh, the lift, lift the woman up. Multiple times, and he looks at the camera and says, I love charity. It's great. It's so good. I don't, I don't know if it was timing or what. Why that was chosen to be cut and not some of the other ones they decided to do. I assume it's like anything else. Originally, when you kick this thing off, you have this big plan that says this will all work inside of the time frame, and then, you know, something runs long. So you're stuck back into the same situation. It would have been better than a couple of the skits. But for the most part, I thought across the board, you know, it was consistently laughing, like straight male friend or any of the ones that you want to like. They worked. They worked pretty strong. And it's important the, to remember, too, they don't do, you know, those are the straight male friend and the, the charity one. Yeah, that was filmed. Those are filmed and Thursday they use the, they use those to give them time in between the yes. actual live sets. So it's not like a apples for apples. You can't sure. trade a live sketch for a digital. No, short. that's what and that's what happened in the Creed case. Right. Because. They had that in case they needed it if one of these live skits was running short, and it turns out they didn't, even though, again, I think that would have been one of the better ones. But, like, my only fear from this, I'm dead, like, not even, like, it's a small fear at the moment. Don't you worry a little bit that he's so good at this that he could just early retire and no, make millions of dollars? Not at all. No, he can do whatever he, he wants. He can do that. You'll admit that. Playing. You just don't think well, he will. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. He's going to be in movies. He's going to be in TV shows. He's going to host award shows. All that is he can do whatever he wants when he's done. He's got the personality. He crushed it on SNL, which certainly is going to help it uh, going forward. But I'm not worried that because of what happened Saturday night that he might decide to hang it up a year or two earlier. No, he's going to hang it up when he feels like his body can't perform at a high level or injury will prevent him from playing the sport that's when he's gonna hang it up i don't think he's gonna be sitting there at age 35 and be like you know what i was gonna play it till i was 36 or 37 but i know because i hosted snl a couple years ago and i crushed it i'm gonna go ahead and hang it up a year early so there are guys who leave football early though so of i mean course, i mean it's course, a, and, and leave and leave football early because they're like too. i'm not gonna beat up my body and all those things so the and but some of those guys don't even have an out you know like he is going to have a he is going to have an out like he'll have he already has a you know, not that he's saying he didn't, but he's already got a backup career. Well, the big difference now after having done that is the phone is going to start ringing from places that were not calling before. You know, like going on SNL, it's we all thought he would do well because we're like, oh, Travis Kelsey, he's funny. He's such a free spirit. He likes to just, you know, he's this wacky, zany sort of big cartoon character. 
Well, he went on the biggest comedy show in the history of television, hosted it, did really well, not just being funny guy, saying funny one-liners, played characters. Like, he did a bit where he played an Australian guy who is like this sex craze. That was the funniest part of it all night because that was him playing a character. Yeah. And that's, that's the like part you never he's... know if these guys can do. It's one thing to be funny. It's another thing to go and act and play different yeah. characters. Uh, yeah, again, it, it, the performance was was fantastic. That all is going to be there. I think it has zero bearing on when he decides to retire. I think it has no bearing at all. I think it's a fair point from the text line, too. Part of this, and I think you would acknowledge it as well, Cody, is He's also winning championships right now and has the best quarterback in football to still play with. That 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 also weighs yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty heavily in this conversation. I thought the monologue was the best part though of the night. I, I thought he crushed Better than Kurt Lightning? Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought Come I, on, that was good. I, I, I thought he crushed the monologue even when he had his brother there in the audience and they were talking about riding home after the game. I got to play against my brother Jason, who is an Eagle. And um, and my mom was on TV more than both of us. My mom, dad, and brother are all here tonight. You know, people keep asking me what it was like to beat my brother in the Super Bowl, and um, it was pretty awkward. <laughs> Especially because after the game, we had to ride home together. Our mom drove us there in her minivan. It's <laughs> like the good old days. But uh, even though his team lost after being up 10 points at half, my brother is actually really happy for me. <laughs> and he agrees that the ref made the right call. It was a holding. Jason Kelsey played it off really well. If you didn't see the clip, yeah, his facial expressions on that yeah, were great. He was he was terrific though, and, and and played along with the bit. He was also in that Creed Humphrey NFL gives back commercial. Everybody's talking about Creed, but Jason Kelsey ended up starring that as well. Don't you think though this was the best line of the entire night? Uh, I actually got kicked off the team because I tested positive for marijuana. So it just goes to show you, if you smoke weed and you're bad at school, you can win the Super Bowl twice. <laughs> That's one of the lines that well, will stand out for a very what about long time. You can really relate to those two things. What about the other line where he <laughs> one said... One part of it. One part of what it. What about the other line where he's with that girl in that scene I mentioned earlier where they're playing like the Australian couple and she says, you know what they say, you are what you eat, so I guess I'm Glenn's butt. <laughs> Except she didn't <laughs> say butt. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, man. She was talking about eating his... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sexually. Thanks, we're, we're thanks, Nick, for explaining that. Was that, line. Uh, that was a good line. That was a good line. Yeah. You should have done a stronger also, Australian accent if you were trying also, to reiterate it, but yes. No. Kelsey also impersonated Patrick Mahomes a little bit. I was nervous about doing a monologue, but then I remembered, um, actually, I'm pretty good with words. I'm pretty good with words. Like, during uh, games, I do these super eloquent pump-up speeches for my teammates. Please watch. More, 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 And sometimes I even do it in my Pat Mahomes voice. Bob, more. Do it, Cal, do it. Love you, Pat. Snuck that in the monologue as well. I thought the whole monologue was well done. That was that that was right off the start of the show. That was good stuff from Travis Kelsey. Honestly, I was a little surprised he didn't have any other cameos. I'm surprised he didn't convince Pat. Surprised he didn't convince Andy to show up. 
But Andy, I, I was a long I bet shot. You, I bet you Pat wouldn't want to do it. Like, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you're stealing the show. So you're taking let away Travis his Kelsey moment. do his thing. If you're Creed Humphrey, you're not stealing his moment. No. Well, and again, it didn't even make the show. <laughs> it didn't even make it. Well, the no, text but... line, I, I, I will say I agree with the text line that says, let's be honest, like, not even kidding. Creed Humphrey's not even making that cameo if it's not for Creed is good. Wow. I, I actually what do you think guys that's think? accurate, by the way. Do you think Creed no. Humphrey ever ends up on Saturday no. Night Live if nope. the Creed is good campaign yeah, I don't never happened? Guys, never oh, my God. This show's ability to – what? We <laughs> think agree. it's us? I think I, I don't think he would have been on SNL if it wasn't you know for what, the guys? Creed hype last year. As yes. the person who – as the sole individual responsible for the hashtag Creed is good. What? Well, that's not true either. Wow. Okay. So, wow. So, so, so first, your whole statement is, words who aired is going to show, and the very first thing you're going to try to do guys, is take all the credit. Uh, okay, guys. Let's not get into <laughs> Let's not get into who came up with it, even though it was 100% me. I was standing right where I'm standing right now. <laughs> and so, as the person who came up with it, even I w- am, am humble enough to admit that they probably just asked Travis, like, hey, would one of your teammates do this? I don't think as I don't think Lauren Michaels is like we got to get Creed on here. You, know? you think it could have just as easily been Andrew Wiley? I think I think they said Travis, do you have one of your teammates who could like fly up here for the weekend real quick? You don't think Orlando Brown Jr. would have flown up to New York for the weekend to do a I skit think, on SNL? I think he would have. I just don't think that's the guy that. Oh, you think so? So how do they settle on Creed? Yeah. Travis, prob- they probably asked Travis, can you get one of your teammates up here in like tw- the next twenty four hours? Because mm-hmm. they clearly filmed that throughout the week. Travis Kelsey didn't, they don't start doing the new stuff until Monday. So Travis Kelsey got there Monday or Tuesday. They're like, hey, we need one of your teammates here in like the next 24 hours to film this. Because we have a skit idea. Do we think it's funny? Yeah. Oh. He's like, I know Creed's just sitting on the farm down in <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to think that in a way this show helped make that possible. I think so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Not sure, you know, we can ask Creed the next time he's on the show, but I like to think in some small way we help make it possible. Oh, you're going to ask Creed. Do you think they told him, like, hey, if it I'm weren't gonna for those him, guys. I'm going to ask him, how did they, how did he get asked to be on the show? Don't you want to know that? Yeah, but never. Yes, I want to know that. Do you think that they said, hey, just to let you know, bud. <laughs> no, if it weren't for that hashtag, you wouldn't be here right now. No, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think that that's how they it's put just it. His persona grew. Anyway. I, something else people want to know, Nick, is something you didn't share during Nick's Notable Notes. We're going to do it in the noon hour now. After your comments that you just made, Cody and I are going to what bring comments up comments that I just you, made. We're going to bring up what happened on Saturday. You, you had an opportunity for the last hour, soul credit. hour, almost two hours now, to bring up an event from Saturday night. I and you swear haven't, you I haven't s- done it. So hey, we're going to hey, do it. Hey, Cody's on board now. I got, he's on board. Noon hour. Listen, punk. I New swear hour, to God, man. I'll sue you. New I swear hour. to God, I'll <laughs> sue you. Today, Nick, it is getting discussed. See you for what? Libel, but no, slander. But it's true. But it's true. Is Yo, can you prove fit? it? Can you prove whatever your whatever allegation yeah, I have you're going to make? Text messages to prove it. But you can't prove that that thing actually happened. So I, I don't want to give it away yet. But your text messages would not be something you just make up. Also, based on some more details given today, I think there could be some security camera footage that we could Definitely. acquire. We actually, yeah, that would actually clear up the entire scenario. No. Oh yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. It wouldn't. Yes. 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 But it would it would match everything would match. You guys up. better not. I swear, you better not. <laughs> it's finally gonna happen after after the way this this last five minutes has gone. It's getting brought up. We weren't gonna do it. We're gonna be nice. You trying to yeah, take all the credit? You were gonna do it. You were taking You're all lying. the credit. You were gonna do it no matter what. So we'll do that in the noon hour. It is happening, and I don't know, Nick. You can just just have a couple potato chips that are shaped like hearts while we're doing it. If that makes it feel better, but we're going to. We're going to do that. Uh, there is a little bit of news on the Orlando Brown Jr. front. Matt Verderam just says that he's been told 
the Chiefs and Orlando Brown Jr.'s camp are scheduled to meet later today. We know the deadline for the franchise tag is tomorrow afternoon. And the expectation, of course, is that he's going to be tagged and we'll be back in the same boat and we'll have, you know, months to negotiate uh, a potential long-term deal. Certainly the trade becomes a possibility during that stretch. And, And if it goes on into the summer, then we're talking about whether or not he would be willing to play on a tag for a second straight year. But does anybody have any different feeling? Now that we're a little over 24 hours away, how this is going to all proceed? I know that they're meeting, but there's no, like, there's multiple. It's uh, Daniel Jones is meeting with the Giants because they desperately want to sign him to a long-term contract so that they can franchise tag Saquon Barkley. There's a couple of these floating around the league. Look, Lamar Jackson, they want something done there long-term, hypothetically. They're trying to figure out Tony Pollard just got franchised. Yeah. So they're all trying to figure this out. But in the end, I still feel like the Chiefs can't get this deal done fast enough to not just franchise tag him and then try to figure it out. Because in the end, unlike these other teams, they don't have a second team to franchise. They can, can't afford to, and might just pay Orlando Brown Jr. for the year. So if no deal gets done in the long term, they don't have to make some different decision or factor in, like, what do we do? It just buys, all they have to do this time is buy them time, right? That's what they're doing, buy themselves time. You think this deal's getting done by 4 o'clock tomorrow? No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I, there's a, also, there's, they don't even really, they don't need to anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just tag them and, and, and continue your conversations. Continue to see if other teams have interest. Is anybody calling on Orlando Brown Jr. as well? Like, all that kind of stuff. It this was the same it, thing. It you call too. Like, I know that that sounds like you might piss off Orlando Brown Jr. a little bit. You call too. We asked this for the Royals for years. You can't just sit around waiting to find out if somebody's interested in your players. Start going to feel for the market. There are, what, half the league every year is looking for a left tackle gold, roughly? Maybe a third at worst, right? There's 10 teams in the NFL looking for a left tackle right now. Why don't you find out what the market is for him? Because that's And and what you like about left or right tackles in the free agency and in the draft and figure out if you worked this a different way, could you buy yourself? To me, it's about could you buy yourself two more years before you had to pay somebody or before you had to pay somebody at left tackle that amount of money? I've told you there's a lot of right tackles available because there are. It's, you know, you might have to do it different, but there are ways to do this where you buy yourself a little bit more runway than you have now, which is the year. You buy yourself a couple of months because you wouldn't want it figured out by the draft, wouldn't you? Because if he gets through the draft, well, then he's definitely playing out of the franchise tag. He's not going anywhere then. Yeah, if you're trading him, it needs to happen before before the draft. Uh, Otherwise, you're talking about getting compensation the following year's draft, and so you're, you're not taking advantage of getting a player that can help you in 2023, all of a sudden you're pushing it down the road to 2024. So that's, that's the difference. Now I'm sure if they don't trade him on by draft, if that's how it plays out and he's still on this team and it's July, we'll hear all the noise again. Like, Hey, he's not going to show up. Will he approach it the same way? He actually only missed like a day or so. He to he his credit, only so much time, right? The way the rules are structured and the NFLPA agreed to it. You, you, you don't hold out these days. Uh, you can miss some practices. Sure. But you're certainly not missing games because you're going to miss out on tw- well, you're going to miss out on twenty two million dollars this year. Hell no, you're not. But it's also they make the fine structure so significant and so much harder for teams to just forgive it because before the old system kind of worked with player. It's like they're mad you franchised them. They're skipping a bunch of the offseason stuff so they get like an extra month off of work. And then you're like, oh, we don't care about the fines because you're keeping up the appearances of good relationships and you want that player to play well for you, play hard for you, and make sure that. They're earning what they want to earn that year. Okay, no big deal. But now they've structured it in a way where the team is just like, look, there's nothing we can do. You don't show up. We can't pay you the same way. You don't show up. 
Some of these fines are going to have to stick. And you're just on your own, and we can't help you on this end. I still, like, I try to think about this one. Like, I'm always looking for the opposite side of it. We have largely as a show been team don't give Orlando Brown Jr. a long-term contract. I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Like, what is the opposite argument for what the three of us all feel is the case, which is I would tag and trade, you would tag and play under the full year. And I think the argument is like you would be safe at left tackle for the foreseeable future. And after next year, you're not going to have to pay Joe Tooney. You can go cheap at left guard. You can keep going cheap at right tackle. And for the meantime, you've got several more years left of Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. So you can play this thing out. But I've seen the benefit. The, the one argument I think for paying Orlando Brown Jr. is I've seen the benefit of playing behind a top five offensive line. You don't need the superstar weapons. Everything does not have to go perfectly. And Patrick Mahomes is still the MVP this year. That was because, that was partially because he was behind a top three offensive line this season. If Orlando Brown Jr. ends up playing on the tag this year, then next offseason, uh, you're talking about him being a, a you know, a, you know a, free, a free agent. Make whatever he wants. Uh, you'll need Creed Humphrey to get a new deal probably next offseason. Trey Smith, you have to make a decision on a new deal next offseason. You probably wait you know, a so year just, on him, but yeah. But so you're, you're, you're talking about then your three potential voids next offseason to early situations we would have to deal with if you're the chief. So that's the question. Like, are you trying to get one of them taken care of? And by the way, I know we, we phrase it like, hey, I don't want him to get a long-term deal. I'm fine with Orlando Brown Jr. on a long-term deal. The issue is not, the right not, not the dollar amount that he was asking for last year. And if you're Orlando Brown Jr., I'll, I'll keep saying it. Based on how you perform in the Super Bowl, I, there's no way his number went down. In his mind, he just played a flawless Super Bowl. You think his number went down? The only way it gets done is if the Chiefs number went up significantly. It's pretty simple. Like, it, that, that is the only way I see them getting the long term. Did the Chiefs number go up enough? Because I don't think Orlando Brown Jr.'s number went down based on what he ended up doing in the postseason. Well, why the would the Bowl. Chiefs number go up either? I, I don't you know? disagree, which is why none of us here think they're getting the long-term deal done. It's like you can make an argument on either side is Orlando Brown Jr. knows that on the – this is the Lamar Jackson conundrum. By the way, another team is dealing with a franchise tag issue. Lamar Jackson knows, just like Orlando Brown Jr. knows, if they are to hit the open market, they are worth more than their current teams are offering them. That's not always the case. Sometimes you're offering what is comparable salary to what you would be getting on the market. Chris Jones, for instance, is not going to get way more on the open market than the Chiefs are offering him. They're going to offer him pretty much what's available outside of Kansas City. Now, they might try to structure in a way that's a little friendly for them. We'll see. But, you know, what they offer him from a years and total dollar standpoint and guaranteed dollar standpoint is the same damn thing as if he walked out the door tomorrow, was a free agent, and went looking for teams. In the case of Lamar Jackson and Orlando Brown Jr., that's not the case. If Orlando Brown Jr. walked out the door, the Chiefs decided not to franchise him, not to do anything, just let him walk gold, then he would get more money. He would get closer to what he's asking for. I don't know if he'd get the full amount he's asking for because it seemed like his number was pretty high. But he'd get a lot would, closer. I think somebody would. He wouldn't be. You know, he wouldn't be on a uh, on a necessarily a contender. That's the trade off, right? You can. There's bad teams with a lot of cap space that might be willing. Yeah, you to can pay take them. that money from the Panthers, but do you want to take it from the Panthers? Right now, he's got a ring now in his back pocket. You know, does that make it easier to do that? And he's I'm never gonna been go paid. Get, I'm gonna go get, take care of myself financially. All right, I got a ring. Like you know, guys chase the rings. He's got one in his back pocket now. I think that that might change the dynamic of how he's feeling in negotiations too. Do you think that there's anything to, like, I always wonder, like, we, we talk about family background and all these stuff and why these guys come to this decision gold. Like, this this financial stability. Obviously, he's never had a problem with money. His dad was a Correct. super successful football player yeah, who made we, a bunch of we, money. You and I were off the show one day, and Nick interviewed yeah. him, and he talked about getting dropped off in a, like, was it a Bentley? No, it was a Rolls Royce, wasn't it? Or something yeah, it was like a that? very expensive car. Yeah. 
So he's getting dropped off in a Rolls Royce. Does do you think that there's some part of like the no the peri- no no no, the, no. wait just listen the parental envy of like I want to be able to do the same thing that they did for me right I want you know like I saw the life of being like the son of this who had gotten the huge paycheck and done all that I'm gonna do that exact same thing no matter what I don't think you should ever assume what someone's gonna do how they feel about money I, Whether, I, regardless of where they come from right but I also would say um, maybe not by NFL standards. Let's not act like he's making a hundred thousand dollars a year. He's still made twenty three million in his career. So like the notion that like he can't drop his kids off in a Rolls Royce is also inaccurate. No, I just mean in general, like we need to like <laughs> he's got twenty three million. Regardless, no, but he's getting ready that. to get one hundred and sixty million dollars. You know, I understand, but like let's not act like he's only made five million in his NFL career. He's fleet he's of Rolls Royces. Yeah. But no matter where someone came from financially. I agree. Everybody I agree. is different. Circumstances are different. Some oh, people also, are motivated by it. Some go, people aren't. You don't know. Go get your money, too. Like, you are. You have a short window. You're on the right side of 30. While you might not be uh, the top three left tackle that you're trying to get money-wise, you still are a top 10 left tackle in football. Go get your money. I, by the, last year as well, nobody's faulting Orlando Brown Jr. for wanting to go get paid. Nobody should fault that. He's an ACL injury away from getting what he's already got, and that's it. So go get, we have an opportunity to go get guaranteed money. You go get that guaranteed money. I don't fault him at all, but also the chiefs have to be smart from a business end. And they were last year with how they did it. And I expect they'll be very smart again. They just, they, it's so hard because they are the complete opposite of desperate. Like there are so many desperate teams out there and they are so far. from. What, <laughs> like, what is the opposite of desperate? Uh, content? No. feels like what's uh, stronger than that. Probably. Could ask Siri. Can I just Google it? No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's weak. <laughs> Asking Siri is better? Yeah. What do you think the opposite is? I don't know. Content? That's what I just said. Oh. Complacent. Wait, did you not really hear me say <laughs> no, that? No, I did. Nick, I, did. I think maybe didn't hear Did you? Content? I did. I thought it would be funny. Uh, this feels like one of those like where I repeat somebody and then you guys I don't let me it off the, in the exact same. Mm-hmm. I said it in the exact same voice mm-hmm. fluctuation as you did. Mm-hmm. Cadence would be the word I was looking for there. Mm. Interesting. I actually pay attention during the show quite well at a high rate. <laughs> That's not, you're not saying this in a convincing it's way excellent. at all. It's helping us out. Confident, satisfied. We're just getting thesaurus text now. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 913-586-7610. Text line's the best. Never wrong. Never been wrong once? No, text line's always right, man. Did you block someone for the first time like last week in a while? Felt like you've been you've been on a good stretch. Didn't you block someone for the first time in a long time in a while? Oh well, yeah, when you make r- jokes about my religious background, that'll get you blocked. It's just a heads up, just so you know. Yeah, so that's a quick automatic block. I think it's pretty fair, but yeah, that did happen. Makes sense. Yeah. In fact, you said you'd been on a good streak of not blocking people. Yeah, you decided months. for yeah, a kinder, months. more friendly text, text line. Says a bunch of wordsmiths on the show today. Yeah, it's amazing. Also, having a lot of people telling us the opposite of desperate is not desperate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly the answer we were looking for, but thank you. Yeah. But thank you for your... That's the uh, Chiefs Red Half Hour. Coming up next, we'll get to watch trending and talk a little Royals baseball as well. And yes, Nick, we're going to tell everybody, and you're going to help explain it, what actually happened with you on Saturday night.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.